Hello, lovely people, and you're listening to the Art Saddle Podcast. This is a, a new podcast that's being hosted by myself, Copper Kelly, and my co-host, Keenan Flannery. Say hello, Keenan. Hello, hello. What's the story? <laughs> how are you, Copper? I just, I'm doing fine. We're going to try out this podcast, see how we get on, and obviously if the listeners want to tell us how we're doing, that'd be class. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like uh, I suppose we'll let the people know who we are and why they're listening to us, so like... Who are you, Keenan? Uh, well, I'm Keenan Flannery. I'm a 22-year-old folk singer. Um, been doing music for most of my life and kind of in the arts. And I, uh, I just have a big interest in like knowing a lot about art and understanding how the uh, kind of the the landscape of all music and stuff goes. So um, that's why I started this podcast with Copper, the big brain Copper, as he is. He knows a lot. So um, <laughs> I'll let him tell. You about himself. Uh, Go on, yes, Copper. Yes, I'm Copper. Copper. I'm a. You said your age. I have the same age now too. I suppose I'm 32. And I, <laughs> I like I like long walks on the beach. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll, edit, we'll edit your age. Out, but, uh, we'll believe it. <laughs> I'm uh, what should we call it? Country music singer down from Wexford in Ireland. Uh, but I also play a lot of rock and metal and stuff. So I'm a bit of a mixed bag when it comes to that kind of stuff. But um, I have my own little studio. I'm a self-producing kind of a musician like Keenan is as well. Uh, putting out music and making videos for YouTube and, you know, doing podcasts. I have other podcasts too. And I do all sorts of stuff. Uh, but uh, yeah, we're, Keenan started the Old Soul Collective uh, as a way, I suppose, getting people together. But yeah, if you want, and this is, I suppose, the podcast is, uh, how would you say it, linked associate with the old soul collective i suppose you could say um yeah tell the lovely yeah, people um, what the heck the old soul collective is all about well what is the also good <laughs> question copper uh the old soul collective is just um just a, like in essence it's just a group of people that have similar mindsets and interests in music whether it's kind of country or folk or in that kind of area um and we support each other we build each other up, you know, we, um, we we collab, we do all this work together and kind of we, uh, I think the best way to view it is mu the music industry isn't a ladder, you know, and one person doesn't make and the rest fall. It's like a plateau. If you mm. everyone rises up together, we can all do it, you know, so. Um, as I like to and say, as you said, a rising tide raises all ships. There you go. Out. There you go. Yeah. Are you going to get into the, get into your sea shanty now after that stage? Oh yeah, get some sea shanties <laughs> going, yeah. <laughs> but I think, with with the link between this um the art saddle and the collective, I think it's just um as uh, Tilly says, she's a part of the collective. Um, there's no point kind of hiding and holding any like knowledge or information or yeah stuff we have. So um like the point of this is you don't really need to be a part of the collective. If you want to be a part, you can get in touch, but you don't necessarily have to be a part to get um benefit like to benefit from it. Cause that's kind yeah. of what this is. We're gonna talk about. Interesting stuff. We're gonna have a bit of crack, do you know what I mean? When hopefully you learn something, you have a bit of fun along the way, isn't it? Yeah, I suppose we can talk about um, basically the behind the scenes of how a musician does their thing. And if you are a musician as well, you can learn something from us, or indeed let us know stuff as well. You can write into us. Uh, we have an email address. It's theartsaddle at gmail dot com. You can email us your thoughts, your experiences, your stories. Whatever you like, we can shout you out. We can read it out. 
Um, but I suppose we're all, a lot of us are sound engineers as well. So we like to talk about the production side of things. Uh, we could talk about like the marketing side of things, the distribution to, you know, all the different platforms and how they work and kind of touch on all these topics over the next few weeks, you know, upcoming episodes, you could say. Um, so we'll have plenty and plenty to talk about anyway. Um, but yeah, what else do you think that the listener will have expect to hear from us? No, I like what you said um, um, about the emails, just to touch on that, because we didn't even think of that. And you said it there. If you have stories or like funny experiences dealing with like, you know, maybe if you've done gigs and you have um, experience dealing with like uh, like pub owners or something that, you know, mm. now you want to get off your chest, send it <laughs> in. Or if you want to be on the show, if you have something to talk about, um, I think uh, the plan as we go on, we're going to try to talk about our experiences and our knowledge and also our lack of knowledge and stuff and yeah. research stuff. But if, if, you know, try to get people on that may would maybe, you know, you know, quote unquote, kind of a, an expert in certain fields, whether mm. it's music related or just maybe it's kind of entrepreneurial related, you know, trying to get people in that um, know a bit more about us and uh, not a bit more about it than us. And, you know, they can tell yeah. us what we're doing wrong and, you know, get and hopefully you can learn from that. But, um, yeah, I think uh, as time goes on, we're going to get better at this. Uh, we're gonna look back at these episodes and laugh at ourselves, um, and yeah, it's gonna we're gonna have fun. I think that's the main thing. Exactly. I'm I'm gonna enjoy it. I hope you are, Copper, and I hope that people are at home or abroad, wherever you are. You know, you can enjoy it as well and have a bit of crack with us. You know, so make sure you get in touch and tell Ooh. us all the fun things you want to hear and shout outs as well, cool stuff yeah, like that, yeah. whatever. And we should we'll we'll make all the social media platforms and all that kind of stuff. I don't, we haven't yet, but we'll get, we'll get there. We'll get around. <laughs> Instagram, that, yeah, Facebook yes. and all that crack. Um, so yeah, you t- reach out to us, uh, send us your stories and so on. Um, but I suppose we, we have a few topics we want to talk about today. I suppose busking is the, the, the first one we want to talk about. I suppose as the world kind of starts to get back to normal, um, we can't necessarily play pubs yet or play indoors with a band or anything like that. So kind of busking is our only avenue of getting out there and playing live and of course Keenan you've been out playing a few few gigs out and around what what kind of what's your experience with it so far um I, I think I find that uh, I've realized my social skills have dropped entirely I just fucking forgot how to speak to people on any sort of level you know yeah. um I want to uh busking is a lot of it is based on like your human kind of interaction and your level of your skill with um, mm. getting the person that's listening involved, you know. Um, Are you talking about the, jo- like the banter between each song? Kind yeah, of yeah, yeah, the banter and just, uh, it's like, you know, I think Buskin, you know, and any live show, but as you said, Buskin's the next best thing at the moment compared because everything's still closed. But, um, yeah, or live streaming as well. We never thought of that. <laughs> we had a, live, a li- live streaming as part of it as well. But it is, I think, um, there's only a small select few actually making for a bit. Like I know that there's a cape, wasn't it a K-pop band that like made like nearly close to a million or something. Oh, or is that some... like BTS or something? Yeah, yeah. They done a live stream and they made bank. <laughs> they made so much money, but like K-pop is bleeding huge, like you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's that fellow. <laughs> was it Travis Scott? I think he did it in Fortnite at the start. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> see, was, was mad. That, yeah, was, I didn't really see that. I, I. 
don't play Fortnite myself. But yeah. wasn't oh, he just it like clips on YouTube or something? It's interesting. He done that live stream, and um, which, in terms of like a marketing thing for Travis Scott, mm. is just it was just incredibly smart because it just opened his music up to like this wide audience of like up and coming like listeners because you know yourself that the age for Fortnite not to diss anyone that plays Fortnite now but it's quite a you know young age and a lot of these people um in terms of like a marketing standpoint these people are going to begin to start earning money and when they begin to start earning money what's the first musical experience that they had probably Travis Scott on mm. Fortnite do you know what I mean yeah, yeah. He got paid mad money for having a, like, for a, whatever season it was of Fortnite. He yeah. had, like, a statue of him just in the map, just standing there. And he got made, like, paid mad money for that. And that was just yeah. floating advertisement, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's great if you all. can get it. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, we'll get, we'll get ours in there someday. But. Yeah. But I know myself, I've, I've been doing a lot of live streaming uh, every other week, I suppose. I haven't been as uh, disciplined as a lot of some people, I guess. But every other week I do a live stream and you're kind of just like here, talk, you're singing to the camera and, you know, you get people, um, you know, uh, texting on Instagram and leaving me- messages and comments and stuff and you can get the crack going. I get a little bit of banter going between the songs. So I've been kind of developing my banter that way, but I don't know how it's going to translate to a, a live crowd, <laughs> you know, in front of me, the same kind of banter. But, um, yeah, it, I... It, I... I think we all fall back into it. I think I fall yeah. back into it somewhat. Get up on, back is, on the bike. Back on the bike, you know, you never stop. You never forget how to pedal, you know. But yeah. um, there is, I don't know. I think for me, it's just social anxiety is yeah. the thing that everyone's gone up. You know, you know, you you can learn. You won't forget how to banter, but it's, you know, I used to be grand before a gig, you know what I mean? Unless it was a big one, but like pub gigs would walk in and it wouldn't really be too stressed about it you know what I mean be, yeah. I'll play music for two hours and grand like but now I'm like I'd even the the markets I was down I was playing at the Green Door Market um, out in Bluebell and you know it was just one of these things where I was just oh, just before I started playing I just got this oh Jesus I, I, I forgot how I forgot how to play I yeah. forgot how to speak to people but um, <laughs> it's like you forget I, all your lyrics just before you open your mouth it's like oh shit what was that song again <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's happened uh, more than I like to admit. <laughs> mm. I'm, a, I'm awful. I, I forget lyrics to my own songs that I wrote myself. It's just I'm awful. <laughs> or you, you forget the first line, and then you, you, you kind of if I have the first two words, then I can remember the rest of the song. But if, See, if you forget the first the two words, <laughs> you don't realize like like. And I've always, I think I'd love to look into like the science of that because yeah. I'm not the only. I one I don't then. know my words. <laughs> yeah, I don't know my lyrics. But if you give me the first line, I'll remember them. Yeah. So now it's like it falls into place. So like technically, like I couldn't like recite most of my lyrics to you. Yeah. But if I said the first line and I remembered the first line, it just falls into place. So like I wonder if that's some, you know, sciencey shit. I yeah. don't really like know. Like I couldn't go like, to you. What's the second verse of Cheap Wine? You just, uh, oh, you'd geez. have to go from the start. You have to, you have you to, have to go to get there. there. <laughs> It's like when someone says, oh, what's that? What letter comes after G? And you're yeah. like, A, B, C. You know, you have to, you have to go through them. Like. <laughs> I'm the same, yeah. <laughs> ah, jeez, yeah. But, that's, um, that's just your age, couple. I'm blaming uh, it. you. <laughs> Young whip, yeah. Um. <laughs> Young whip, I snapper. I'm trying to look for me water. I had water there a second ago. 
yeah. Athena drinking your ishka. So ah uh, yeah, is, yeah. You can you know, dry dry mouth talking this like is, this. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, you've been out playing a few uh, farmers markets, uh, I guess. And okay, what's the what's the public's reaction to live music? Because they haven't seen it in such a long time, I suppose. Uh well, that's positive. Yeah, I think I think um a lot of musicians kind of said like you know COVID's been pretty bad for all of us, but I think one saving grace that kind of pops into the brain is you know maybe the appreciation for art might be a bit higher after COVID. You know, yeah. You know, people might start, you know, wanting to pay for more art, even though, like, you know, like, not do people do support artists, but I think there's a lot of people, you know, sometimes you take it for granted and you you assume a lot of, you know, I'm sure you understand this, um, to where you'll never get the return of how much you put in, you know what mm. I mean? You'll get, you could make money, but it's never like, oh, a tenner an hour, you know, or something no, like that. No, never. You never, <laughs> you'll always, and it's, you have to try to build up some sort of fan base and some sort of support where that, I think that's the only really way you, um, find it's financially feasible of yeah. doing an art form, trying to get, um, you know, that's why I know a lot of people are doing Patreon now, a lot of artists are doing that yeah. and. Buy me a, a coffee of, and all that kind of stuff. Buy me a coffee, yeah, all that yeah. stuff. Tip jazz and PayPal and all yeah, that stuff yeah. like that. But um, it's, you know, you sink hours and hours into it and, you know, you, you'll never get it back. So mm. um, I'm hoping, and I, and a lot of artists hope, and it seems like that. It seems like people are people are sitting and listening and, you know, enjoying the music. And uh, I think people were happy that they just, they were able to, see a musician play you know what I mean I think um, so hopefully 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 yeah were yeah. they throwing loads of money at you that's the main question uh, I won't be retiring <laughs> anytime soon yeah, now, yeah, but yeah. Um, <laughs> ah, they were generous enough now they yeah, right. generous. <laughs> that's good that's good that's good because um, I've I've bust a few times in the past but this is like years and years and years ago and um, there was m- once myself and my mate, we were doing like uh, acoustic guitar duo kind of thing. We we're doing like um, Rodrigo and Gabriela kind of percussion flamenco style yeah. c- guitar. And uh, we're in Kilkenny and the two were sitting down on the street. We we're both playing Tamakin by Rodrigo and Gabriela, getting into it, <laughs> no, really, really into it. And we had about, I say, 20 people stopped in front of us and a big ring around us watching us. And as soon as we finished the song, they all fucked off with themselves, not a penny between them. <laughs> There's but, nothing more of a pain, oh, isn't Lord. it? I think the whole day we got like 10 euro or something like that. And that just barely cost the, you know, covered the cost of the petrol to get back and, you know, there and back kind of thing. So, ah, well. I think that's... I love playing with artists, but I think the mini, especially when it comes, like you see like these, you know, like the Galway Street Band. Yeah. They have like, multitude of members and you're like how is that fun? like obviously art has to be fun you know what I mean and yeah. you, you do it because it's fun but there is a level of going if you're if you're trying to make money like and there's like 60 is playing like, do you know what I mean yeah. 60 quid for a day of busking right is fairly you know on a summer's day if you make 60 quid you're laughing but the minute you have another person you've made 30 yeah. and then you have another person and another person and all of a sudden it's like oh, you've made pittance you know mm. That's why I've, no- I don't know if you've noticed this, but I've noticed like a huge influx in 
thing I stand about it. Do you know what I mean? It, oh, yeah. For some reason, I just there's not a lot of... I, I'm not really noticing a lot of bands popping up. It's a lot of like... Yeah, yeah. Even, I suppose, before the the whole lockdown, I had a I had a five-piece band um, for the country and we were trying to get gigs. I've seen a few videos, was, yeah. Of, yeah, it was just so hard to get gigs. Oh, you're a five-piece? Oh, I don't know if I can afford that. And I didn't even ask you how much it was, like, you know what I mean? So I was like, yeah. immediately, like, ah, oh, it's too too many people or, you know, it's, it's going to cost me too much. I don't know how I'm going to think about it kind of thing. Whereas I could have gone in myself in the backing tracks. And I've done that a few times and it was a lot more, you know, easier to get into places. But, yeah. um, yeah, I don't want to be playing backing tracks all the time either. You want a live band. You want to, because that's the thing in country that people do as well. You have your, your backing tracks. So it's just a singer and he's playing acoustic guitar and then just backing tracks playing and so on. But it, it does a job, but still it hasn't got the same same vibe of having the musicians around you interact and then go on the extra few bars, you know, having to crack, whatever it is, you know what I mean? Um, I think as a, as a, like, if you're a pub owner, I think paying the little extra for a live band, I think, you know, my rowdy up the crowd, get them yeah. more in for the party mood, and then in return they more drink. You know, they yeah, they get more fucking <laughs> drink, and they're in longer, and they're partying, they're throwing money at you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I think, and I've not, you know, you notice that you go into a pub, and that's why I've always seen some open mics in Dublin where like they won't pay it. It's like an open mic, but yeah, it's like you know they're getting mad money. From drink and you're like, man, I'm sure like mm. it's not like fifty. Does not even quid. give you a few free points right now? Some of them can be skimpy as hell. Like it, you'd be surprised. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not even surprised. I wouldn't even be surprised if some pubs tried to charge you to play for God's sake, oh, especially yeah, in yeah, Dublin. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? Because it's like, you know, I I won't pay for twenty. I won't play for twenty quid, but someone else will. You know? Mm. Yeah. So yeah. why? You know? I right, then fuck off. We'll get him. Or we get home or whatever, do you know. I think when you go down the country in the small towns, they have like you know these small. Like I played a gig in Kilachandra, and they were so lovely. You know, they paid you, they fed you, they watered you. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? They offered us a place to stay for the night, and it was one of them things of just like they probably you know they have five six local artists that live in the town. So when some you know. And someone rolls in from out of town and goes, oh, I'd love to do a gig. They're just happy that it's another face, you know yeah, what I mean? I suppose, Some yeah. Different music, it's a different, it's a different night. But in Dublin, it, it's just, you know, whoever, penny, will, whoever will play for the cheapest yeah, will yeah. play. You know? so and, many people to choose from as well. And yeah, yeah. It's just a race to the bottom. Race to the bottom. And, and the problem is a lot, of Dub, a lot of Dublin people, and I've heard a lot of them say, a lot of my friends, but like, you like you know, I would never drive in Dublin. Like there's no need, you know what I mean? The yeah. Public. So a lot of a lot of them just don't get their license. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then then they kinda get older and you know, if they try to make money off music and they're getting pittance and you're almost you're almost saying, I know obviously it isn't as easy as this, but you you're almost going, if you got your license and you just went a couple of hours, you know, or even an hour or two outside Dublin. You know, the pay will go up for you. You know yeah, what I mean? People would be happy. I think, yeah, obviously in basic terms, like I know that's a bit generalizing, but like, you'd be surprised, like, you'd be surprised. Yeah. Yeah, How if, um, you know, 
don't worry about me. How about you? How's uh, the live streams been going? How have you been finding that compared to um, live gigs? You know, because I, I feel like there is positives and there is negatives to it. I think sometimes you can get a bit more comfortable on a yeah. live stream and not have to worry about, like, you know, heckling somewhat when it's <laughs> a rowdy crowd, stuff like that. Yeah. So how do you feel about it? Like, it has this huge positives that you can play. <laughs> For one, you can play and people can listen to you, even though it's only through, you know, Facebook or Instagram or whatever. But it's great that you can get that connection going uh, with your, your followers and potentially a new audience as well. And it's people from all around the world. Um, like on a live stream, we could have people in America, Germany. I think there's a guy in the Philippines, there's a guy in Turkey. There's, you know, they're all over the place to be watching you. And they come back every week as well to watch you, yeah. uh, which is, you know, mind-blowing to me. But that's, you know, that's probably one of the greatest things about it. You can get to this worldwide audience from, from where I'm sitting right now, from my, you know, my studio, <laughs> my little home studio. And... Um, which is fantastic. And, but I suppose that the negative is you're just sitting in a room, a quiet room. I'm just staring at a camera and, you know, as soon as you finish the song, you, there's no, there's no clapping. There's no, oh, play, play, yeah, yeah, ding dong. There's no, there's no <laughs> interaction, you know, there's no crack that way. Unless, unless you're lucky, some evenings there does, there does be great crack going um, with people in the chat and they're talking to each other and then they're talking to you and they're, they're having jokes going and whatever. So that's brilliant as well when it happens. But it doesn't happen every time, but it's great when it does, obviously. Um, yeah, I suppose it's... It, like, it's kept me... Like, if I didn't have the live stream, I would have nearly forgotten how to play a lot of the songs, how to play live, you know. I would have yeah. gotten so rusty, I guess you could say. But it's just kept me developing. It's kept me pushing myself all the time to learn new songs. And I, I never want to do the same set on a live stream either. Like some people do, um, they play the same, you know, 15 songs or whatever. And it's just the same show every weekend because that's what they've been doing on the road. Because if you're yeah. on the road, you're going to a different town every night or whatever. And you can play the exact same songs in the exact same order, but it's a different crowd, so they won't know. Whereas if live stream, you can't really do the same thing ever, all again because it's the same people coming in. So you want, I always want to change it. I always want to learn new songs, try new things. Um, having, I was having people requesting songs to me. I was just like, hey, if I have a bare idea of the song, I put the cards up on the computer in front of me and I'll give it a go. That was a good bit of crack. It's very challenging as well. Um, but I think you said Piano Man one time. I was like looking at yeah. all the cards. It's like, oh my God, hold on. That's, I'll have to sit down and examine this song to learn it. But um, it's I forgot nice how many song. cards there was in it. I have it in me, right? So like... It's like every... Two words as a card change or something like that. <laughs> I and it's that's the thing, they don't even it's there's one of card changes, but like there's loads of different chord progressions in it as well. Yeah, yeah. Which is yeah. kind of quite like I personally I think it's because it's like, you know, played on a piano. Yeah. And it's trying to be I'm sure there's like a simplistic version on a guitar. But I have a writing book um full of covers. Um so I ha I bought a tablet to bring to like for COVID when I was doing pub shows and stuff I brought a tablet um, but I just I just found it kind of annoying and walking within dark lighting I just liked having a book that I, I wrote the covers in and on the yeah. front of it I just had a list of it so I go ah that's halfway down the list it's probably halfway through the book and I go on and find it you know so it means I don't have to mentally be 
sitting there going, okay, what do I want to play next? I can just flick through the book. And I had it in the book and it took up like three fucking pages because I'm just writing the chord and writing another one and another weird one and another deviation of the same chord I just fucking played. And you're, you know, it's, it's, it was a pain. So I never mm. played it. You know what I mean? I have it there. Never played the song. And I could never do the high bits as well. So I was just kind of, I was like, ah, I'll leave. Yeah. <laughs> and you think and you suggested me to play it live on stream ah, but I thought you would have you know I would have suited you now I would have suited you I'll come back in the next time you're playing and uh, I'll say it again I'll wind you up constantly yeah. <laughs> here I was just wondering because you were saying I was only thinking when you were saying about like interaction with um, on lives and all that stuff and I know a few people that um, it's kind of becoming uh, quite a norm now if someone has a release um release coming up or some people I've noticed have done behind the scenes so when they have a track out a week later they'll do behind the scenes and they'll chat about the song but they do it through Zoom so it's like you know so you can actually there's a way where um, you can I can control so I could mute everyone you know I could turn everyone's cameras off um, and then I could I could could allow it at certain times so during a song, you can turn things off, and then at the end of the song, you could turn the mics on and the cameras on. Well, you can't you can't turn their camera. Amazon, that's a bit creepy now. <laughs> but you can give them access to turn the cameras on and the mics on. They could, you know, uh, talk and they could chat. And I think it's, I don't know how it work in terms of um, you know, broadband speeds and kind of you know when two people talk at the same times, it just goes tits up kind of. Yeah. It all gets crackly and stuff, but um. I know. I thought that was an interest, and I I feel like Instagram's handier because, you know, I've often joined live streams on Instagram simply because I'm on Instagram and I realize someone's live. Yeah, I've always I mean? found I have many more people live watching me on Instagram than anywhere else. Uh, even though I've set up my sound and video so that it's like near studio quality over on Facebook. But then I'd have no one over there, and I'd have everyone on Instagram. It's just me and the, and the phone. <laughs> you can't, you can't set up the, the professional audio to the phone, unfortunately. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's funny that how it goes. <laughs> but, yeah, but isn't it like, isn't it convenience though? You know what I mean? Like it's convenience. Some, yeah, absolutely. I've often, like, I would sometimes write it down on my phone, like an alarm. So oh, half eight, half seven, whatever. I need to do something. But sometimes I just, just forget to write it down, and then. That's me kind of done, you know? So when I see something pop up, I have some notifications on. So I have notifications on for for everyone in the collective, like, you know, on the old souls. Um, I have my own personal notifications all turned off. But on the old souls will pop up like, Copper Kelly is has started as a live stream or whatever. Yeah. So I'll go, oh, awesome, man. If I'm, you know, not asking around, I'll go, oh, throw that on. Do you know what I mean? So I think Facebook is... I know you can set reminders on Facebook, though, but like... Yeah, yeah. Less personal, I think. I think Instagram's way more personal. Yeah, it's harder to read comments. I don't know, how how do you find reading comments on Facebook? It doesn't auto-scroll. No, it's... And it's weirdly to the side as well. Yeah, yeah. I've had it so, like, I've been playing a gig and I was like, no one is there watching me or commenting. And then all of a sudden after the gig, I just hit refresh and it's like, Picking 20 comments like what shit where were they all I, yeah. I didn't shout these people out oh I feel so bad now so yeah it's a bit weird on Facebook how do you find uh, Twitch I know you're using that I am but it's just 
I have, I'm using uh, Streamlabs OBS and I kind of have the, the Prime subscription uh, where I can live stream to Facebook, YouTube and Twitch at the same time, sim- simultaneously, as I say. And then I have my phone to the side and that's Instagram. So I'm literally streaming to four places at once. Um, but I think Twitch, I've had maybe one or two viewers on that, but that's more of a gamer uh, platform, yeah. I suppose. Whereas, uh, yeah, music maybe doesn't translate as well over to the gamer side of things. But I do want to start maybe doing a bit of gaming live streaming just for the crack, you know, not not serious hardcore going into Call of Duty Warzone as an absolute elite, you know, whatever. <laughs> just messing around having a crack. <laughs> well, if you head on, let me know. I'll join you. I'll yeah, join yeah, you for yeah. a couple of games, yeah. See, I do go on Twitch the odd time. Um, I used to go on to a lot watching. Uh, I liked watching Minecraft lives when I was just trying to zone out. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I did watch a bit of like PUBG and uh, Call of Duty and kind of watching like pro players, kind of <clears throat> learning from the back when I was like mad into yeah. them. And, like, um. But my little good deed the day sometimes what I do is I go on to there's a you know the music category on Twitch and I refresh it to um. Like the lowest viewers, you oh, know, yeah. and then I just go into people's things and I'm like, this is very good, you know. Yeah, yeah it's really <laughs> nice. And yeah, and they're like, they're playing and they're, they're probably live somewhere else. Some of them and some of them are like, oh, I'm only like, this is my first, you know, I've seen people that it's me first, you know, time. I'm just trying it out and you know, they play a song and they're, they're delighted that someone's actually popped in. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you find some great musicians on it, you know what I mean? I've said, I've, I've chatted to a few after, you know, that have followed me on Instagram and we follow each other and it's it's like, oh, you know, we're chatting because my name on it is like Keenan Flannery Music. So it's, um, you know, it's kind of like, cool, you know, it's a cool little spot. Like I might start live on there sometimes, see what it's yeah, like. Yeah, be cool, be cool, try it out. Yeah, no harm, absolutely. Like, like the way I do it, it's just, it's just, one of the other places that can, I can stream to at the same time. So I said, I might as well tick the box and stream it, you know, so it's there anyway, just in case. Um, so it's worth doing, like, and, um, but the thing is with Twitch, is, it is way more for gamers, but at the same time, even like the top percentile of streamers are only still getting a handful of views, apart from like, you know, Ninja or these, these huge names, they're getting massive amount of views, but even just, um, like a huge percentage of streamers only get maybe five viewers at a time. You know what I mean? It's actually very small. Um, so it is incredibly oversaturated. That's a, that's actually kind of, I suppose, leads on to our next topic of conversation as well is social media. Because, you know, music, like there's, there's such an oversaturation of musicians. And, and you have to basically kind of, use social media as best you can in order to get your head over the the water, <laughs> so to speak, and uh, get yeah, get your name out there. And if I suppose if you don't ho- if you don't do anything on social media, you can't hope to never, you know, you can't hope to get anywhere at all. So it's kind of like social media has become a, a, such a big part of being a musician. And it takes up so much of your time as well. Uh, how how's uh, how do you fare on it? Uh yeah, I think um if I you know how I am with waffling. I like to go on spills, so I'll I like try waffles. it. I had waffles for breakfast, actually. Ah, <clears throat> oh, jeez, what you have on them? Uh, eggs. And eggs on waffles. Interesting. Yeah. Fried interesting. eggs and hot sauce. <laughs> Fried eggs. Oh, very nice. Did you say you put um, you put hot sauce. What, what hot yeah. sauce? 
Oh, El Yucateco, maybe. Ah, yes, yes. <laughs> I'm glad you said that. We'll send this over their way and see if they ah, yeah. see if there's sponsors. If, exactly. If El Yucateco are listening, yeah, we're, we're over here in Ireland, and yeah, we 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 we'd like. Yeah, a bit I love your hot sauce. I love putting on <laughs> yeah burritos. Um, you don't have burritos in Wexford, but no. if you're up in Dublin, I love throwing it on burritos. And uh, yeah, funny, yeah, funny ones out there. Um, that wants to uh. Show us a sponsor. Send us free shit, you know? Yeah. If you want to send us free guitars, whatever you want. Oh, Gibson yeah, want yeah. to uh, start sponsoring us or something. Gibson, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but we don't, we don't judge. Like, we'll take Fender. We'll take anything. Anything at all. You know, yeah. yeah, anything we need. <laughs> but yeah, now, Anto, I think uh, I'd love to do a future episode uh, where we go through each of the socials in depth and kind of yeah. chat about it. Because I, like, I've been trying slowly but surely to get like, you know, to really nitty gritty find them ways and like almost cheats. But I think I I think you have to um one of the main things is I there's two counter there's two counter like um counter points that they tell you to do when you're on social. They say be consistent mm-hmm. but also only put up shit that is engaging you know yeah I think um, like I like putting up like random stuff like pictures of my dog and stuff but when I post that I don't post it with the intent of expecting engagement to it Do you know yeah. obviously big musicians can post what they want and people be like oh my god they have a dog oh my mm. god they had Fish for breakfast, you know, yeah. whatever. Should you do? And got a loco moco frappuccino, and there you <laughs> go. Ooh, like, 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 like. Yeah. But, and I think people get misconstrued with that idea. I think people go consistency. I need to post every day, and it's like, yeah. But if you post six pictures of you, you know, out with your mates playing football, and then you post a picture about your single release. The way Instagram works anyway is it sends your stuff out to, I don't know the exact figure, but say it sends your stuff out to 10% of your audience, right? Mm. And of your based, current followers, let's say. Yeah. Yeah. Our current followers. And based on the engagement in the first couple of hours, it will either stop and go, no one wants to see this, or, oh, it's got a bit of, a bit of engagement send it out to more of their followers. Yeah. Now, when kind of shit blows up, that's when it starts popping up in like people's like discovery pages. But you really have to like oh, kind yeah. of thousands the, of likes and so thousands on. Thousands of like, you know. But the like the grading system goes, um what was it? It was a a, sh- a save is worth the most. So it goes save, yeah. share, um, comment, and then like in terms yeah. of best to worst. You know, people think a like is like does loads, but you know, if you save it, it does 10 times more, which is really ironic because saving is one click. It's really simple. And what I, you know, what I do is I, I used to just um, save no matter what, but I've, I've set up folders. You can set that up in, in Instagram. So what you do is you can have you you know you can have a folder for you know cooking recipes or tips for production and then you can have a folder just for you know whatever like spam save or whatever you want to call it 
Do you know? Yeah. And you might not even ever look at it again. But if you save that, you you like I've noticed a difference when like I, I go onto my thing and you know, I'll have like a spike in likes, right? And then I'll look and I'll be like, I'll have a lot, I'll have like six saves, right? And I'll have tons more likes. And that's simply because of them six saves, my music or my video or post has been pushed to more people that already follow me, you know? Mm. And then when you look at the people that liked, you start to realize, oh, that person didn't, hasn't liked anything in a while. Because, you know, the, the 10% that actually sees it are usually people that you're in constant contact with. So it's like people you've messaged recently, you know, people you've shared their stuff recently, kind of stuff like that. Yeah. So, you know, you're made from school that you don't really talk to. They don't see it. But if you if loads of people save it, they might see it, you know, and then yeah. they might like it. And then that like, you know, pushes it a bit further to one of, you know, another main and that like and then save. And sh- so it is this kind of spiral. But um, it is, I think it is about um consistency. But you have to, like, if you have, I, I seen a great picture the other day and it was so simple and it was so blunt. It was like, if you don't have anything to post, don't fucking post, right? And that oh, that was it. And I was like, shit. I've often woke up and been like, like, you know, I have to say, I, I'm planning a release in a couple of months or whatever. And I go, oh, I need to be consistent. And I'm like, what did I do today? It's like, well, well I had a, had a lie on. Mm-hmm. No, what's the point? Of, no, no one wants, no one cares. I haven't done anything. Not exciting, but nothing that I think would garner interest in people. Yeah. You know, so it's like, what's the point of like polluting your your um your what's the polluting your own kind feed. of feed? Yeah. yeah, and going oh here's a picture of you know a bruise I got or something really stupid. Yeah, and then when you want to show them your artwork or when you want to show them a clip from your music video, it just doesn't do as well because a lot of people have seen six posts of like, you know, you going for a walk and they're like, all right, cool, it's not really engaging. So I think yeah. there, there is ways to fuck up on social media. Like, you know what I mean? There is ways to actually mess yourself over. Um, I said I wasn't going to spill. And I just spilled. <laughs> but uh, now oh. I definitely think an episode like even sent, we go through each social and we look through them because I, I genuinely think there is tricks and tips to so, this yeah. shit. Each of them are completely different. Like um, your approach to posting is different on each platform. Um, like I've noticed, like I've, uh, like I suppose with Instagram, I think the one main way of getting out to new followers, new people, potential followers is reels. And that's your your 15 second clip of whatever. Um, and that is exposed to outside, you know, an outside audience apart from your own followers. Because if you make a normal post, that's just going to your followers or even it's just going to a small percentage of your followers. Or if you do a story, that's just going to your followers. Or an IGTV video, that's just going to your followers. Whereas Reels kind of goes out to the world. And I found, um, yeah, I've put up a few videos on that and it's got, you know, maybe a few thousand views on reels and whereas if the same thing as an IGTV you might get maybe 50 views as an IGTV you know what I mean and yeah, even at yeah. that it's different between like TikTok and reels there's similar kind of idea but like I put I did the yeah yeah ding dong for the crack there last week 
And I put up on Reels, I got like three and a half thousand views. I put up on TikTok, I got 250 views. And it's like even, it's pretty much the same thing. So it's, it's kind of, it's strange. You have to kind of figure out what works on each platform as well, you know. So and I think, it, isn't it, I know people always say hashtags. I think um, it's timing. Yeah, timing. Look, yeah. I remember the other day we were out and we were talking to um, Fionn and he was talking about trying to predict trends. Yeah. You know, and I think that's something that as, as you know, as it's worded, trying to predict, like you can't predict trends, but you know, that's, if you can find ways to like, um, you know, if you have someone that's like, knows a lot about TikTok, there is ways to go, okay, well, what, what hashtag, you know, what hashtag yeah. is going at the moment? You know, and you can fucking post about that, whack that up there and go, oh, you know, Bob Dylan's birthday today. Mm. So, if you pop up a Bob Dylan thing on TikTok or on Reels on Instagram, it might perform better today yeah. than it will tomorrow. Yeah. But it's about, you know, and I think that's one level of going, to do that, you have to be on your social media game. Yeah, and you I, have to be on, the, on it all the time, completely. And it's hard to do, especially when you have is. a day job and you have to work on music and edit podcasts and whatever <laughs> it's just <laughs> and like look I think as you and we even said that you know I don't know if we've said it when we started recording or we said it before we started recording but um the idea of you're, you're never gonna get what you put in out of it do you know mm. what I mean you're never gonna so I, I have think, an example, actually. If I, <laughs> you have an example? I have an example. Yeah, I think I, I told you there last week, I think, but um, do you know the time when the sea shanties were taken off on, on TikTok? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I saw that. And for the first few days, I was like, oh, that's that's kind of cool. But I didn't really think much of it. But then uh, I had a day off and it's like, I just, I just want to do something different than my normal, you know, working on my music, my country music, whatever. I just I, so I see these sea shanties going on. I like the song, The Weller Man. It's a catchy old song. And I said, fake it, I'll spend an afternoon I'll record myself singing it like into this microphone even and I did some acapella I did the four harmonies as well and I put it together I mixed it and I mastered it myself within my own plugins and so on and I stuck it up on Spotify uh, just for the crack and it was like an unofficial release I didn't publicize it didn't promote it did nothing with it I just said I'll throw it up there for the crack and see what happens and lo and behold for that afternoon of work I've had I think I haven't checked it in like a week or two, but something is nearing 9,000 streams. <laughs> it's gone crazy. Whereas a lot of my other songs probably around the thousand mark, let's say. Whereas this one little song I spent an afternoon on is up to 9,000. It's reaching, you know, it's on the way up to maybe 10,000 sometime. But I think it's that kind of 80-20 rule. Whereas you could spend 80% of your effort on something and you'll maybe get 10 or 20% reward back. Whereas with this one, I spent 20% of my effort and I got 80% of my reward back, you know, from all those that, streams. That, that shit is so like, then you couldn't, you go, all right, well, cool. And then you go, what What the fuck am I meant to do with that information? <laughs> because like, yeah, I know, it's not, crazy, isn't it? It's like, you kind of, and I think there is a level of trying to predict stuff and there's a level of going, well, this is how I walk. I want to make a plan. And then there's a thing of going, well, you know what? I'm not staying up till three in the morning on social media trying to predict yeah. shit. I'm just going to do my thing and 
you know, we all go through spells of going, okay, I want to be hardcore on this shit. I'm going to make sure I know what I'm doing and make sure I'm learning. And then you get to the point where you're like, is there, you know, there's so much going on in the world and there's so much going on in your yeah. own life. Like, you know what's grand? Well, fair play to you. You know what I, oh, yeah, I do? Yeah. I do like it. I was listening to it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. When um, after you told it, because I remember you put it up and then when you said that to him, to us the other day, we whacked it on in the car. And, yeah. yeah. I suppose the way you can apply it though is, like I know myself, I'm a perfectionist. So if I'm working on one of my Copper Kelly, you know, country tracks, I'm, I could be months working on one track, but I'd have various other projects going at the same time. But like I'm trying to focus in on this one track and it could take weeks and weeks to finalize the sound of, you know, pedal steel guitar or finalize the, you know, it's something, something small that no one else would notice kind of thing. But um, I think you have to kind of tell yourself, okay, the job is done now. You know, leave it as it is. It's done. It's grand. It's grand. Go for it. <laughs> you know, whereas you can just drive yourself nuts being absolute perfectionist as well. So that that's your 80% effort and you'll get 20% reward out of it. But you have to kind of train yourself to not overthink things. Just make a decision and move on and try to get like, the work done. But at yeah. the same time, you want to do it at a high level. But at, at some point you have to go, okay, now cut it. Now this is, I've been working on this too much. It's easy to learn how to mix or how to, well, let's say, let, me, let me repeat that. It's not easy, but like you can learn how to do it. Yeah. But it's very hard to learn something that's like internal in your brain. It's very mm. hard to like. It's hard to master. Yeah. There's no bleeding. There's no YouTube tutorials on when to stop. Yeah. No. So a lot of artists, a lot of people have like really, really good. Like you'll hear it a lot. Like I do hear it in like, um, like some artists that like, you know, uh, hip hop artists, you know, and they make, um, they have a B and it's a really good B and they add to it and they add to it. And then all of a sudden it starts getting messy and mm. when they're rapping over it, sometimes it, there's like fucking two counter melodies and a melody and they're rapping over that. So that's another melody and it's all, and it's like, you know, a lot of that doesn't need to be there. Do you know what yeah, I mean? And yeah. you could like me seeing that from an outside view, it's grand. But if I was doing it, that's where the difficulty comes in because you're like, when do you stop? When do you just yeah. go? You know what I mean? Because I have instruments around me, like, and I've often been like, oh, I like the song, but I do want to put a lap steel on it. I do want to have a banjo on it. Or, mm. I, or I have an electric guitar. I might as well throw that on. And it's like, there's no point just because you have needed. it. Yeah. It's not needed. Yeah, it's not mm. needed. So yeah, It's um, kind of I do think, what serves the song and not what you want to do in that time and space kind so of thing. Do you use, uh, do you use references? Like, uh, I do. do. I, have, I suppose I have a few country songs like say Chris Stapleton or something like that I'd reference the sound and the kind of the vibe and see if I can get anywhere sort of near it um, it's kind of you know it's a grounding as well because yeah if you're mixing a song you're very close to it you're you're basically in that headspace for you know potentially hours on end and you'll end up missing you, you want, like, there could be something blaringly obvious blaring obviously wrong with the mix but seeing as you're so close to it and you're in the mix, you're you don't even hear it anymore until, say, if you came into the room and had to listen to it, it's like, just what's up with that guitar over in the right speaker? That sounds a bit weird. And uh, now that now that you said it to me, it's like, oh yeah, it does sound weird. I didn't hear it until you just said it. So you kind of it switches your perce your perception as well. And yeah, it's it's a yeah, it's a funny old game this mix thing. But you know, the more you do it, practice makes perfect. That's that's really key to it. You have to just keep going, keep at it. And don't be afraid to fail. I think that's the biggest thing. Like, don't be afraid to fail. Yeah. yeah. So I've been 
writing and recording these, this country music now myself for the last four or five years, I could have easily given up any time. I say, ah, sure, look, I'll just go forget this and go you know, live my life normally. But I just I keep going. I, I don't know, maybe I'm a glutton for punishment or something, but I just keep going, keep at it, keep riding that bike and just <laughs> keep going. Keep and, pedaling. Yeah. And you'll develop, you'll get better. Things become easier. You get stuff done faster and so on. So how, how do you find that yourself, that kind of aspect of it? Um, like the the brutal punishment of it all. The brutal punishment you give yourself. <laughs> does, yeah, it, does it I, get easier? <laughs> I think uh, I think that there's a point in every mu- uh, musician's life, and I think it's when you like it's around a time when you get a paycheck for music. So it's What's usually that? I've like heard of it. <laughs> what money? What money? <laughs> but I I think a lot of, and this is where a lot of artists kind of kick themselves and I thankfully I've kind of gotten a I've gotten out of the loop but you know when you when you you know if you go busking or if you kind of do a gig and you get you get money for it it's like you kind of forget where you started doing music you know what I mean like I don't think there's anyone out there that started doing music to make money yeah and if, if they did they're probably not doing music anymore no exactly you, you know fairly quickly I'd say because <laughs> it's definitely not an industry to get into where you want to make you know you're expecting to make money it's just not <laughs> but the thing especially is nowadays. Yeah, nowadays you yeah. don't even get me started but it is, yeah it's kind of like you did it because you love it yeah and like I do music production in college because I like working with musicians I like working with artistic people I like um, I like working learning how to improve my own stuff as well and um, I you know, I think you just have to be aware of why you do it, you know, because there will be points where you will spend hours on something and you release it. And, you know, as time goes, I, and as you said, you keep learning, learning, like practice makes perfect. Like, yeah. I, I don't know anyone that has released something and then looked back on it and being like, I should have, like, that's perfect. No, yeah. like, a lot it's of my absolutely release. perfect. I couldn't have made it any better. <laughs> Never. There happened. you go. All my music, I look back on, and yeah. I'm like, oh ah, my God. like, damn, you know, I should have done this, or you what know, probably, uh, what did I do there? Or so, sure, I remember I was telling you there, like, most, like, most of the stuff I did is not mastered, like at all. Like, I yeah. was, so I tried to do it myself. But when I listen back, like, Spotify obviously has the normalization feature. Yeah. Which, if you have it on, if, if like. For anyone that doesn't know, if you have it on, which then actually, it actually just is set to be on. And if you don't, if you don't have the premium version, I don't think it works. Um, I think you need the premium version to control it. But um, it doesn't really matter for people that aren't really necessarily into music production or like that. But if you turn it off, it sets it to the volume that it was uploaded to Spotify on. Mm. So that's why like, if like, there was sort like a, a a blues track from like the nineteen twenties played beside like Baby from Justin Bieber will yeah. be the same volume. But if you turn normalization off, you will notice like the blues track might be a lot quieter because it's just to do with how mixing and mastering has changed over the yeah. years. Like and then you and had I the love loudness it. wars then as well. The loudness was, yeah, and everything Everyone was just be louder crushed, the song to crunched be, and crushed. Yeah. yeah, to be noticed on the radio. So you have to, get, but that, have to be the louder beauty of that it. song. 
And I think that's why I love having it off because you start to realize, you know, what what was the like the engineer, you know, the mastering engineer, what were they thinking when they were mixing it or mastering it, you know what I mean? Like what what was that plan? Like is there a reason why it's quiet? You know, you know a lot a lot of these acoustic tracks you know will be. And I, I I'm hoping like if anyone listens to this and I know you are you've done well with your mastering and if your stuff sounds really good quality. But if you if you want to have a giggle, if you listen to uh any of my two EPs, um and tone normalization off like they're just not mastered you know yeah and i noticed that because i forget to send them uh you know when i send them to radio like and then you know you notice when you listen to them on radio sometimes they play and then a couple of seconds later you hear it getting toned up but mm. like the broadcast and i keep yeah. going so that's why from now on i'm like you know what i think i'm, I'm gonna externally get stuff mastered. i'm not gonna mess with it. i'm not even gonna try like yeah I'll, I'm gonna leave it to some. I'm gonna mix. I'm gonna leave it to someone that can, that knows about that. But yeah. uh, that's the thing. It's about you gotta kick yourself. and You're gonna keep making mistakes. You know, what I mean, if you don't make mistakes, you're probably not trying hard enough. You know, um, yeah. As long as you make the mistakes, and as long as you don't let it, don't let it beat you down, like keep going. Like you're doing. If you're having fun, if you're not having fun, stop. Don't do it. But lost the point. Do you know what I mean? Like life's too short not to be enjoying what you're doing. But yeah. if you are enjoying it, don't worry. Like just keep yeah. going. Like keep going. Yeah, keep you're going. gonna get better. People maybe will start noticing you and paying attention. <laughs> you just have to keep going. Keep keep on the saddle. Keep on the art saddle. Add the art saddle. Ah, hey, <laughs> like uh, I, and it is, it is. It's good when you notice. Like you know when you notice, like um. I hate talking about steps and goals and stuff like that in music because I I think a lot of people struggle with and I think a lot of people go like if they don't get if they don't get to a goal they've failed more so than enjoying all the successes the you know the little successes they've made mm. during that journey if they don't get to this end goal you know people be like I want to make a living from music and they, you know they make they get boy day today and they have a bit of fun and they have memories they've made. But if they don't get to that point, everything else is a failure, which yeah. is not true. It's just not entirely true. You know what I mean? You need to um, you need to enjoy these memories. But um, yeah. I think when you when you notice a change or when you notice something happen, like I'm sure when you notice the sea shanty kind of gone, going up, mm. you're like, ah, well done. <laughs> you know, give yourself a pat on the back. Like, yeah, it was an afternoon well spent. <laughs> Afternoon, well spent. There you go. You could have been out partying. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think we nearly draw this episode to a close. What do you think? Do you have anything yeah. else to add? Um, going for nearly an hour now. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. And yeah, we were talking beforehand and you even said it. You were like, ah, we might as well just record it because yeah. we'll end up talking about all our, <laughs> all our topics before we even get into an episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, yeah, I think I have, I have nothing to say. Um, I enjoyed it. This is a fun little venture going on, Copper, and I'm looking forward to all the um for us to both. Um, I know you're you're an expert in this. Um, which oh, is not at all. I'm only <laughs> a, an amateur is it? <laughs> but we're gonna we're gonna progress and we're gonna get better. And I'm enjoying it. I had fun. I had fun yeah. for an hour, which is so. I hope. Do you have anything beautiful and in, inspiring to say? Oh, I don't know. I have to think about that, but um. <laughs> I suppose if 
if, so, if people are still listening and at this stage, thanks very much. That's, I think that's great. <laughs> Fair that <play>. is great. <laughs> um, and I suppose in the future episodes, we'll have, we'll have guests on, we'll have other people from the Old Soul Collective. Um, we'll have artists, we'll have poets, we'll have all sorts of different, uh, not just musicians, I suppose, as well. So we'll have all sorts of, um, what should we call it, avenues of art. And uh, if you have any stories or experiences you want to uh, talk to us about, you want to just get in contact about the show, what we're doing, what you'd like to hear from us, anything like that, just let us know. We're always up for constructive criticism. Uh, if you're if you're just telling us we're shite, then fake off. But <laughs> if you have something to add constructively, then absolutely get in touch. And that's um, the email for that was theartsaddle at gmail.com. And we'll, we'll shout you out and read out your story or whatever you have to say. Because uh, I want to get a good interaction going with people as well. Yeah. That's what this is all about. Kind of create a community of like-minded folk. And uh, yeah, we, as I said, hopefully the rising tide will raise all ships, all of us together. So, you know, good things will happen. Well, hopefully from all we do. <laughs> from all we do. I like that. That could be the name of the episode. The rising tides. Right. All we do. Yeah. The rising tides raids all ships. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Well, yeah. Um, once again, it's been a pleasure, Copper. And Likewise, as I said, yeah. if anyone is still listening, uh, thank you. Send in anything you have. Um, if you want to be on the show or if you have anything, that's what that's the main thing, as you said. Uh, yeah. Interaction and engagement. Like, I just, if someone got in contact and was like, hey, I listened to the show, I'd be like, uh, yes, that's awesome. <laughs> nice. So, um, <laughs> nice. Good. Yes. <laughs> but, um, yeah, hop on. Anything you want to say, anything you have, any interesting facts, funny stories, shout out, even if you have a, you know, that's thing I think. Even as simple as if, if you have a band and you have a track coming out, you know, we'll, we'll mention yeah. that on the show. And you know, don't be afraid of anything, you know. Uh, we'll be we're more than happy to, to give people shout outs and um, listen to music. You know, I think we're both lovers of art and lovers of music yeah. ourselves. So listening to that and hearing new music. So if you have any of that, send that over. Poetry as well, art, um, drawings, mm. plays. Um, yeah. If people have yeah. poetry and you'd like one of us to read it out, that could be an idea. That's that's a cool idea, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, that sounds you fun. You can yeah. get a Dublin accent to do it or a Wexford accent to do it. I can put you on know, a proper Dublin accent. <laughs> well, More Dublin my, than me. <laughs> oh, I put on my South Side Dublin accent. Fifty-four. Fifty-four. I, I went to Galway from Dublin in and now I fucking <laughs> floored it, Vint. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Um, until next time. Thanks a million for listening to the Art Saddle, and. That's me, you. That's two of us over and out. Talk to you next time. Over and out.